in June, the Hochul administration announced a pilot program to study how direct cash stipends the families impacted their future potential interactions with the child welfare system, essentially testing whether the additional no-strings-attached money could ward off poverty-related neglect. For more on the experiment, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Suzanne Miles-Gustav, the acting commissioner for the State Office of Children and Family Services. Welcome to the show, Commissioner. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. All right. Well, we will try to meet that excitement. (laughs) So can you explain then, for starters, how this program will work in terms of where it's being rolled out, how many households are participating, and what the monthly stipend will consist of? So um, you may know the New York State's trouble for a system, right? We're in a period of real transformation. And quite frankly, as are most child welfare systems across the country, So we're moving away from the status quo of child protection as a primary prevention or intervention strategy where there is a child or family in distress. And we're moving toward the provision of services and resources, kind of like globally, wholesale, that will strengthen families and enable children to remain safely in their homes. Right. So we're looking uh, at policy changes and other strategies that really mitigate the stressors and reinforce family strengthening and other protective factors. And we know that one of those stressors is poverty and economic hardship. Um, COVID-19 was a stark reminder, right, for all of us that we are all susceptible to economic hardships. And when the government stepped in and, and started providing those economic impact payments, there were media reports across the country, right, demonstrating the positive impacts these payments have um, on families. And there were also no strings attached. Right, so we know there's research out there that links poverty to um, child welfare involvement, and there's also research that links the provision of economic and concrete support to a reduction of child welfare involvement. So, in an effort to prevent child welfare involvement, um, and with all this research, we had to think differently about how we would protect children and support families. Um, so, we know that part of that transformation um, is to provide families with what they need, the basics, and then continue to identify other innovative programs and practices that will move families from just surviving to thriving. So we're grounding this pilot in that concept, really preventing um, trouble for involvement, investing in upstream intervention. So the direct test transfer is one of our first um, priority projects to test this model. And it is, as you mentioned, a pilot. So the facts of the pilot, which we're really excited about, um, is the project will enroll um, 150 families in three selected counties, um, Monroe County, Westchester County, and Onondaga County. Um, And those selected households will receive $500 per month unconditionally, uh, which is a total of $6,000 per family uh, for that year. Um, And this is, again, a first-of-its-kind direct cash stipend project, which means that there are other programs in cities across the the country, but the difference with ours is that it will operate in several different jurisdictions. So it's not statewide, but it is several jurisdictions in one state. And we are partnering with uh, research partners to evaluate the outcomes in the hopes that this will prove as a way to expand our prevention strategy concepts Um, statewide. Well, how are you choosing the 150 households? For example, is there some sort of income threshold that you're applying? So no, our target population, which is also another reason why our pilot is unique, 
So our target population for the research are households that are eligible to receive what we call a differential response to Child Protective Report. So these families have been called in to our New York State Central Register for Child Abuse and Maltreatment, which is the SER. People know it colloquially as the Child Abuse Hotline. These are families who are known to our system. But the differential response process in New York State is called a family assessment response. We call it FAR. And it's an option that counties can opt into for engaging with families who are determined to have a trouble for issue, but where there's no safety concern that rises to the level of immediate or impending danger um, for that child or family. So these are the cases where we think, right, this is our pilot, we think these are the cases that the families just need support. They need economic and concrete supports because they've likely been called in for what we call neglect which is often poverty-adjacent allegations, like the lack of something. So these are our target population. Um, and as I mentioned, it's a pilot and it will be researched. So there's 150 families in our treatment group, but there's also another 150 families in our control group. And in terms of the stipend, you mentioned it's $500 a month. That's worth $6,000 yes. for the year. Is that a, a meaningful amount of money, especially when you consider the cost of living, say, in Westchester County versus, say, Onondaga County? Oh, oh yes. Uh, Dave, I wish we had more, but it's, it's what we could cobble together from our funding. This is a, a program that's being funded by a mixture of federal, state, and philanthropic funding. Um, and so to get a control group that size for the duration of one year, that is just what the budget allows us to do. But it's in the means of other direct cash transfer pilot programs across the state. Some cities and jurisdictions have done 250 a month. Many have done 500 a month. Some have done 1,000 a month. Um, but I think 1,000 might be the most that any jurisdiction has done. But we're kind of in the middle of what others, others have done. Well, you mentioned the unique nature of this program and the fact that there are other universal basic income programs being mm -hmm. tested out around the state. So how, if at all, will you examine those other experiences? Or do you feel like because there's such a unique nature from the group you're targeting that you really can't glean much information from those other experiments? So it'll be interesting because we, again, are being uh, evaluated by a national research partner. So our research partner is the um, Center for Guaranteed Income Research housed in the University of Pennsylvania. And we're taking a lot of um, our lead from them. So they propose that they evaluate it through a random contr randomized control trial. So we're following a lot of their um, procedures. It's unique in that we're, this will be the first pilot, we hope, where um, the target population is a child welfare-involved family. And so they will help us evaluate not only if the, the outcomes have improved for that family, but if the investment um, decreases their risk for, for future child welfare involvement. Well, how will you gauge the success of this investment? For example, if you see that maybe half of the involved families uh, don't end up getting involved with the child welfare system in the future, whereas the mm -hmm. control group uh, sees the same uh, normal trends, is that worth the investment? Do you need to see all of the families avoid the child welfare system to determine that this is worth the investment? Where do you put mm -hmm. that sort of final mark on judging the success or failure of this? 
Sure. I think I think time will tell um, what threshold we'll collectively agree upon with our research partners um, that will call this a success. But I can tell you uh, that some of the other pilots that the Center for Guaranteed Income Research have surveyed and they've helped them launch have proven uh, different outcomes. So, for example, there was one uh, similar research project in Stockton, California. It's one of the first direct cash transfer pilots. It's the Stockton Economic Empowerment Demonstration. They call it SEED. So the research was conducted by CGIR, and they found that the cash transfers improved financial stability amongst those individuals. And granted, those are individuals, not child welfare involved at all. But those individuals um, were in need, and they found that those cash transfers improved financial stability and led to better mental health and physical health. So we want to explore not only the, the immediate outcomes of that transfer, but in our very, very unique perspective. And we will rely very heavily on our research partners for this guidance on that, that impact of child welfare involvement. Right. But at the end of the day, it's up to policymakers like yourself to determine what we're willing to invest to prevent future encounters with oh, yeah. the child welfare system. So like this is spending a little less than a million dollars for mm-hmm. 150 families. So will mm-hmm. there be a determination that, okay, uh, if we're able to keep 75 families out of the child welfare system for a million dollars a year, is that a good investment? Uh, how, how will you go about calculating that? Right. No, I, I totally understand the question, but I think it's too early to tell what that cutoff will be. But yes, we hope to see some real movement, right? Our, our assumptions, our hypothesis based on other research already tells us and other research tells us that economic and concrete supports do in fact impact child welfare involvement. In our pilot, we'll have to see what, what that outcome is. We, we, it's hard to say if we should have like, should we increase the, the, the payment more above 500? We won't know that per se, but we will, at the end of this pilot, as the researchers gather, be able to assess um, what those outcomes are. And if we feel comfortable with the percentage, like we know it's going to help, right? right? Poverty is um, aligned with, with this involvement. That much is known. There's no, we don't need extra data to tell us that. But um, how much has impacted what percentage of families uh, can achieve more with this investment, only time will tell. Well, once the pilot program is completed and you've gathered the information from it about the potential outcomes with direct cash transfers, how do you go about selling the shift in resources, assuming you can't actually get additional dollars to fund this and you have to move things from the sort of response side of things to the preventive side of things? That that's, hasn't traditionally been an easy move for government at any level to actually implement. So how do you go about selling that? Yeah, no, that, that's, that's probably where the real work begins, Dave, quite frankly. Right? Once we are armed with this research uh, from our pilot, um, my hope is that we can um, convince not only our philanthropic partners, but also um, state and federal funded partners to um, perhaps expand the pilot to different more counties. Or to your point, the ideal, right, gold uh, seal of all of this will be to um, really embed this sort of upstream prevention financing into our child welfare budget. These are things that the federal government are already thinking about, right? We're, we're currently implementing the Family First Prevention Services Act, which does, in fact, 
prioritized prevention funding. The current prevention funding in that federal law is really limited and does not allow us to do things that are this primary, this upstream, like giving direct cash. But the feds are talking about it. So it's not lost on anyone that, that the world of child welfare is moving in this direction. So my hope is that we will be one of the, at this point, 16 pilots in the Center for Guaranteed in, uh, Income Research's dashboard that shows all these jurisdictions doing these cash transfers and all the positive outcomes. So it really is a groundswell. And we'll, we'll be relying on not only our research, but, but our research in conjunction with all the other research across the state across the country and state, to convince all of the policymakers, not just in the state level, but the federal level as well, to release this funding for true primary prevention. Well, we've been speaking with Suzanne Miles Gustav. She is the acting commissioner for the State Office of Children and Family Services. Commissioner, thank you so much for making the time, and we look forward to checking in with you on, on this project. Oh, I thank you so much. Thanks for giving our wonderful pilot a voice. We appreciate it. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information. Join us again for Capitol Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.